Hi, this is Chris Emsworth, and you're listening to Beat It Movie Reviews. Hey, welcome to Beat It Movie Reviews. I am an asshole teenager who ruins everything, Joe Cabello. <laughs> and this is a, a time-traveling speedy guy, Chris Asoda. You could tell I didn't write these before. But, you know, I was, <laughs> I was so excited because having Chris Hemsworth in the studio for that little sting has been really exciting. Uh, he keeps uh, frying up shrimp for everybody. And honestly, I think it's rancid because he brought it all the way from Australia um, okay. on his flight. Yeah. And even though he flies private, funny. yeah, he said, mm-hmm. I had it on my lap the whole flight, bloke. <laughs> and obviously my impression of him is really bad. Um, uh-huh. So I'm really glad we got him to, to say the intro. Yeah. Right. Uh, that was really it. cool. Yeah, I love that guy. He nailed it. It was only his eighth take, but he nailed it. (laughs) Yeah. He kept getting the show wrong, and we're like, have you listened? He's like, oh, yeah, bloke. Um, I actually see him in the (laughs) parking lot. I think he's waiting for his Uber. Should have let him wait in here. But, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. I should have asked him to be on the show. We should have asked everybody. Uh, I thought about that when Optimus was on last week. I was like, whoa, oh, we yeah. should have seen if he wanted to be. Because he kept, I, now in retrospect, he kept, mm-hmm. like, making hints about oh, yeah, wanting he, to be on He kept on asking, it. like, I got nothing to do today. Man, what, you guys know anything to do around here? I'm just, I guess I'm just going to, like, walk around and explore. Yeah, yeah. He kept saying, I was like, well, there's nothing. It's kind of an industrial zone. There's nothing really to explore. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah. I mean, if you guys want to invite me to do the podcast and we're like uh oh shit he asked right out he asked right outright um and obviously my impression of him very bad so i'm really glad we got him to do the intro last week um but this is a movie review podcast um and we just heard uh, a theme song chris our new theme song for the new season which started last week oh yeah (laughs) Last week was the new start of the season. Uh, Queenie Pie by Davis I.L., <clears throat> our friend of the show, current friend of the show. Now, we know what a cream pie is. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and we're not even going to get into, if the audience doesn't know, they don't know, but those who do, do. So what would a Queenie Pie be in the same context? I would imagine it would involve a queen. Right, like it has to, or maybe you know what? Uh, it's when you, it's when you fuck a queen size mattress. Oh, and come in it. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Okay, good. Uh, glad we got yeah. that out of the way. Turned off whoever we need to turn off right at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> um, and let's let's jump into it. We're gonna talk about, as always, a couple things we've been watching, but we're gonna. Uh, have our main review be Extraction 2, starring our good friend Chris Hemsworth, not Asoda. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So let's just get into it with the big question of what have you been watching, Chris Asoda? Yeah, let's start out with uh, something we both watched, which is, and haven't been able to talk about for the last couple of weeks, which is Dave, the final the season final finale. season. Yeah, it's been a couple yeah. weeks. Um but uh, I think a lot, of, a couple of people I've talked to, they haven't quite finished it yet either, savoring it a bit. Okay. So yeah. um, let's get your thoughts on the season as a whole, but then what you thought about the the last episode. Yeah. So <clears throat> I just this week watched the last three because I also hadn't been keeping up with it as much as I should have. But uh, yeah, that Met Gala episode was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's crazy how many he's like really stepping up the cameos. Um, oh yeah, and when, especially once you like, get to the last episode, just insane. Yeah, yeah. We're, <clears throat> I mean, spoilers for Dave, I guess. But uh, yeah, the cameo in the last episode, Gata, is uh, is Gata, is Gata, oh, f- oh Gata. 
Yeah, no. Uh, Brad Pitt in the last episode. Um, pretty insane. <laughs> that yeah, and he's, he's significantly in it. Uh, and it, yeah, he is just the, like co-main character yeah. in that episode. For a second, when that episode starts and you see him, I thought, oh, that's really funny. They got Brad Pitt to do the small role, but then he really yeah. takes up space. <laughs> yeah. And then you remember that he's been not only alleged, but proven to be abusive to his children and former wife, Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Yeah, <laughs> you can't say allegedly and also verifiably <laughs> and then say allegedly, but we do. But we do. We say it. And it's a lot. Um, All right. Yeah, yeah. He, my uh, Trump's worse than my Hemsworth. <laughs> he's, he's done some questionable things. You know, there's a... But, you know, I think part of it is that Dave, little Dicky, has always uh, been never afraid of, of collabing with people who have been... Uh, who have done terrible things in the past, you know, because he did a music video with Chris Brown. Mm, he wanted and, to be uh, Chris Brown. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, at what moment? A, there is an uncut version of that video that he won't show, but we know what happened. Yeah, and we know who someone was cut. Yeah, uh, physically. Yeah, lacerations. They, they did a live circumcision in <laughs> the music video that they cut out. We need you to pop and lock while we circumcise my son, Chris Brown. Uh, And, of course, you know, just another big spoiler to jump to it. Drake is in. Yes. The elusive Drake. Yeah, Drake is, uh, Drake is green screened into Africa. (laughs) Yeah. Just like some strange random location. Uh, but yeah, the, the entire season, you kind of mainlined the last three episodes, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you think this season holds up? Did it give you everything you wanted? Um, I think that the season was fun, but it doesn't go into any of the other characters stories nearly as much as it did in season two. Mm, Yeah, that's, that is true. On season two, there was a lot of separate storylines for the other characters where they were shown without Dave around, you know, doing yeah. their own things. Their own episodes. I feel like in this even. season, yeah, this season, like, there wasn't any of that. And you even get, like, I don't know, with Gata specifically, it mm-hmm. seems like there was a lot potentially there that they kept bringing up Yeah, that never really comes together. Um, not in a totally bad way. It's just kind of interesting that, you know, he, he's popping off and he has this crazy show or whatever it is with mentally ill people that he's hosting. And it just seems like, and his sex uh, addiction that he brings up, it just seemed like that's all kind of like in the background, but it feels important. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like very important character moments that are just used for like a bit in the season now. Yeah. Or the, the episode before. I yeah, it, it just but, fills the world yeah. out around Dave. Yeah. Because you, cause you look at season two's finale, which I think is obviously my f- choice for like the best one, but it's like so emotional and heartfelt and exciting. Mm-hmm. And this, and in a way where you, you love it because you love the characters. But in this one, it's it is more like a spectacle of of a season finale of like, wow, that's crazy that like Brad Pitt is in it, wow, and mm-hmm. it's much more yeah. like those are what is important about this season. Yeah, it it is a little more of like each episode is a Twilight Zone episode type of thing, not exactly, but more that and more anthology with the same characters. Um, similar to some seasons of Atlanta, uh, where it kind of feels that way. It's not necessarily a a bad thing, but it definitely feels, um, different than last season where, yeah, that Gata, um, situation and also his, uh, producer friend, how they have their whole thing and it's bubbling about that. This, this is way more about Dave singularly. And even like Chloe Bennett is such a big part of the season, 
but yeah. we don't we never get like just chloe bennett she oh. she is still like more of an idea that dave is deal wrestling with than than a person yeah yeah and, and <clears throat> it's very clear from this season that next season we need a chloe bennett episode right a season yeah, just a full season of Dave. Give me the Powerpuff Girls that, uh, uh, pilot. Chloe, ben- <laughs> Chloe Bennett's real name is also uh, Dave, David something. David Bird. Yeah, and so there's a whole episode, yeah, or season. That would be great. Just more of her. Bring her back. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I did enjoy the season. Um, it is more of a just like vignettes. Um, kind of, it's more of what I would have expected from the first season in some ways. Um, yeah. But, uh, as far as the finale, yeah, it's like, so I first off don't like Dave as a person. Right. Like, I don't want to say I don't like him as a character because Uh I do like him as a character, meaning I like to see the situations he's in, but his character, I don't like as a person. (laughs) I'm like... I don't know why yeah, people it, like this guy. It's kind of hard because throughout the season, he always is just egotistical and really has blinders on and does not care about like the friends that are around him enough. And then the season finale is always like, wait a minute, I do care. And it feels like these are very toxic relationships where they he's like love bombing them essentially. Yeah. Once, once a year, like he neglects them constantly and they blow up at him. And then he's like, I should be nice to them one time and then it'll be fine. Yeah. And that's the <laughs> thing about this season specifically that doesn't seem to realize of itself in the character because he does. I mean, I think the love bombing is a good example. Like they show these moments where he's like being super positive to his friends or nice. But to me, it really reads like the type of person I know in my life where I'm always like, nah, dude, don't even give me that energy because I know that's not, you're not going to give me that another time. Yeah. Like I don't accept it because you're going to be selfish or weird tomorrow. So yeah. no. And that's, that's what I feel from him, but it never seems, it, it seems like the characters in this season, his friends have bought into him. You know, they're like, oh, no, Dave is great, you know. Yeah, with the whole documentary clips of them all talking fondly of him. And we're, as the audience, being like, when do they see this side of Dave that we don't get to see? Yeah, we haven't seen it. Yeah, He's just always neurotic and juggling 10 million things and neglecting them. (laughs) Yeah, a total weenie, not choosing Chloe Bennett. Um, yeah, but that being said, I mean that is uh, a strength of the show more than if they were to make him out to be a great guy. I think that'd be a really boring show and right. it would not be reviewed well. So that's why I say I don't like him as a person, uh, n- not so much character. Um, but yeah, really tense episode that I think would not be nearly as fun without um, Brad Pitt there. I think that yeah. really ma- makes that situation fun and funny like if that was uh, eventually gata comes there but if it was uh uh, dave and gata then it's like all right this just kind of feels like a annoying situation and whatever but yeah there's something about seeing brad pitt there and like the layers that that adds Mm -hmm. to it that i really like yeah him him just being in the background of every scene kind of like trying to get dave to do something Mm -hmm. Uh, and just being really goofy is so hilarious. And trying to break through the glass with his head. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) So good. He's so weird and intense. Yeah. Yeah, Um, that was awesome. What did you think about the end where the text is getting read? Uh, Did it it get you? And that's the thing is, like, ultimately it did not get me the way that season two season two's emotional beat got me but did it kind of trick you but i do appreciate the um oh wait sorry which which part are you talking about because it make it seem like he was texting chloe but he was texting drake oh he was texting drake right yeah 
Yeah. No, I didn't even that that went over my head. I was just like, okay, he's talking to Drake. Like I I mm. assumed he was talking to her. So yeah, I didn't I didn't. Notice it's like it the end of rehearsal episode one. Where people <laughs> like, wait, was he talking to the the regular Skeet? Was it Skeet Core? Um, but yeah, I thought that was really funny and ultimately tells us where Dave is at the end of this. Yeah. He's completely decided, no, my career, my legacy is bigger than anything, anything else. Huge mistake. Yeah, like not with Chloe Bennett, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and she's cool. Come on. She's um, cool with your sex doll. She dressed it up for you. <laughs> Uh, I did that. That was a great scene when he's having sex with it after they break up, and it's just like so fucking sad. (laughs) It's so perfect. Um, Yeah. A big thing I didn't like about this season uh, was the music direction that Dave ultimately takes. Um, It's just this like auto tune lazy music oh yeah mm-hmm. that I, I really don't find charming or interesting and i think even this the episode sort of points at that when uh what's his name is in the booth the brad pitt and oh. he's like just starts talking and it sounds pretty good and he's like whoa this shit is good i gotta get me this but yeah. i'm not sure it's really the show making a commentary on dave's music because it really is just like background music and then autotune of i miss you i made mistakes you were the one uh-huh. it, it it's bad like yeah. anyone can do that and um i think what's really annoying about that is we know he's ly- lyrically talented yeah. we've seen him be really interesting and funny and it, this just seems like a lot of the the music that gets featured especially later seems like such a a downgrade completely yeah yeah there's like the whole mountain dew episode with a great you know freestyle or whatever and then also the episode where he sees himself in the uh that hydration chamber thing or the uh yeah 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 and he he sees like the naked baby version of himself Mm -hmm. and they like rap together there there's like really great bits like that last season at the very least yeah really interesting music just the 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 one that they do with the uh the people that ripped them off yeah Uh, there's a couple in the beginning that isn't too bad like they do the music video episode and that's not that's a pretty cool sounding song and stuff but it just when he gets to whatever his emo phases in the latter half of the season <laughs> uh-huh. it's really bad and i don't know the show's position on that music that's the thing is the show trying to say it's bad i don't think so is it bad I, it sounds bad and it just sounds lazy yeah um but yeah loved seeing drake in it um just because i feel like he's not he doesn't really do a lot of guest star tv stuff yeah so it's interesting to see him him do that here and i think says a lot about little dicky as a as a creator a content creator um well do you think it's just because he he has those connections i think i think he's like proven himself if we're we're talking about the real little dicky not the the character i think his show has been undeniable i think his his music has obviously been um big for him but he hasn't had a anything released since what 2016 or something yeah Uh, it's been a while other than the one of the singles for the show um but that obviously put him on the map, but I think the show got him respect. I don't think Drake does anything with Little Dicky if it isn't for Dave. Mm-hmm. You know, it, Yeah, because, I mean, even undeniable. at the end, he they, he sings a song about how he does a collab, but 
Drake never sings on it, right? Which is yeah. like, I'm sure a bit, the bit that's supposed to happen. But it reminds me of like a Tenacious D style song, like like tribute or something, mm-hmm. right? Where yeah, this isn't the song, like, but we jo- yeah. wrote the greatest song. Yeah. And I actually, I went on Spotify immediately. I was like, oh, maybe they did drop a, a little Dickie Drake song too. And uh-huh. they didn't, and he didn't release any music. <laughs> and maybe it is a smart move in some ways to keep it separated and like the bump that he'd get from releasing new music might somehow dilute the show in some ways. Uh-huh. I don't know, like kind of hurt the brand if it's not perfect and it's probably under more scrutiny because like you can't play yourself acting like you're the greatest musician and then release anything that is less than great and that you think will be a slam dunk and that's certainly not going to be emo (laughs) autotune i was listening to beat it podcast reviews that's even better (laughs) <laughs> um delete that uh any other thoughts about dave um just one last thought which was uh don Cheadle. yeah yeah on the, doing that, a great job yeah. in that episode i i love that he like will take any um chance to be unhinged yeah yeah i appreciate that you know because i know back in the day he did the, like funnier die sketches where he was captain planet mm-hmm. and he's just like this murderous psychopath so, I, yeah, I just appreciate that he seems to be a dude with, like, a good sense of humor. Loves to play himself, but a psycho. Yeah. What's next, Don? I don't know, some Marvel shit? Yeah. That was So great. perfect how many of those actors just shit on Marvel stuff. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, we just all got a... Did you get Marvel yet? Did you get a Marvel movie yet? <laughs> Uh, cool, cool. That's Dave season yeah. three. I definitely say check it out. I think it is as much as we we're kind of critical of it in this talk. I think it's one of the best seasons of TV this year for sure. You should go definitely. check it out. Um, we're just assholes who are. We're just critical. ultimately <laughs> upset that he didn't choose Chloe Bennett. Chloe yeah, Bennett. like yeah. if he would have chosen, we'd have been like, oh, what a fucking good season. Yeah, ten out of ten. If he queenie pied her. Anyways, uh, let's let's talk what else we've been watching. Chris, you yeah. got a chance to see the biggest hierarchy, possibly changing movie that came out this weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw The Flash in theaters, believe it or not. It's finally here after like three years of sitting on a shelf <laughs> in the Warner Brothers studios. Um <laughs> I guess uh, somehow Ezra Miller couldn't murder someone or mur- kill himself by the time this movie came out. <laughs> One more so, year. Yeah. Um, it's okay. So th- this movie is fun. I enjoyed it. I didn't really. I. It's pretty much what I thought it was going to be, which was like not bad and, and f- fine, essentially. But I definitely enjoyed it more than like ant-man quantumania this year right mm-hmm. stuff like that i would definitely not say it's better than like obviously spider-verse or guardians 3 but um so it's probably my third favorite superhero movie this year wow not I bad yeah so that's pretty good uh no but here so here's the thing if you love michael keaton as Batman, or if you have any nostalgia for it, I think that that will carry this movie. Okay. So, yeah, if you grew up watching the the 89 Batman movie, you love it, this is gonna, it's gonna sell you. He's great in it. He gets to be fun. You see it in his eyes. He's like, he is like, fuck yeah, I'm fucking Batman. Fuck you all. You know? Yeah. He really is like that. And it's, it's great. Um, Ezra Miller is funny as Barry Allen, you know, it's as hard as, as it is to, to watch. Right. He's good. Sense. He's good in the movie. So the, the characters he plays, cause he, he plays, it shows in the trailers, 
there's kind of like two versions of himself and one of them is very much like uh Keanu Reeves and Bill Bill and Ted. He's kind of like this dummy. Mm. The story the story is pretty fun because it is basically like a back to the future superhero. You get, you know, Barry goes back in time to save his mom, kind of gets stuck in a different time, needs to figure out how to get back home. And people, he knows some people and some people, but no one, you know, recognizes him. Um, and his mom tries to fuck him. <laughs> no, that's not, that doesn't, that doesn't happen. But, um, oh, okay. Also, what if I told you that Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck's Batman tells Barry, uh, don't let your past define you. Batman tells that to someone else. Yeah. Like, you're not the guy that can tell anyone yeah, that. Yeah, pearls way. falling. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that was pretty funny. Um, he saves uh, the very beginning action set piece. A hospital collapses and like 10 babies fly out of a window falling to their deaths from like a skyscraper hospital and Barry does his like super speed like Quicksilver style slow-mo to to save all these babies so you know people that love babies being saved they will <laughs> love this movie yeah one of them of, is uh... put inside a microwave yeah, that's the. I saw that clip going around. <laughs> oh, really? People have been clipping. Yeah, pe- this is one kind of shitty thing because I think people were um, quick to shit on this movie before it even came out because of Ezra Miller. You oh. know, you could say rightfully so for that uh, superhero fatigue, for sure, and uh, just like overall pessimism. I. I movie pessimism so a lot of people were posting clips before it even came out from rips or like the day it came out Uh and um uh that was one of the clips people were making fun of it saying oh this is so bad which i think a lot of people have been doing that like as a kind of modern thing when one there a lot of the times it's them watching it and it's obvious they have motion smoothing on their tv and you're like dude no wonder this movie (laughs) looks like they're like marvel movies look so bad like dude turn motion smoothing off your tv (laughs) like stop Yeah, or else tom cruise is gonna come to your house and shoot you in the fucking head (laughs) Uh, but yeah they do that and i i think it's just like a way to get internet clout and stuff but um I don't think you can watch one scene from a movie and, and then say, look how bad this is. Like, no, and it's not even a scene, right? That's usually like a clip. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, Su- uh, Supergirl also excellent in this movie. That's another thing. Very that was cool. Great. Great part of the movie. She is great. She's super badass. And the, the other, okay. And then the other thing is, I feel like with a lot of DC movies specifically, they end poorly. Like Wonder Woman. I feel like, um, and even like Justice League, they'll end with this like CG fight scene where I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Or even um, Aquaman is like two. Yeah. Just have this like insane climax that is just like a CG mess of colors and you just kind of forget about it. I feel like this climax is cool and fun. And they do some bits in here where they pull in some multiverse shit. So there's like, it, it is very much like uh, superficial. You know, it's not really heavy in the story of, wow, there's, there's like previous actors playing these characters like mm-hmm. in Spider-Man in a, the Spider-Verse movies. Um, but they do get some, like, deep pulls that are interesting, but I feel like a little bit unearned compared to these other movies that have been doing it recently. Yeah, because I've heard a lot of the spoilers already for, what, like, yeah. who's in it and stuff, and it felt like yeah. a lot, like, to where, yeah, they weren't even trying to make them impactful. It's just kind of like, oh, isn't that interesting? 
that we're showing oh. this character. So, and and that's the thing is like there there isn't really much in terms of like impacting the story besides Michael Ke- Michael Keaton, but there is like a montage sequence where it shows a bunch of these as like glimpses. Mm-hmm. So that's why it, it's it's easy to dismiss it because they really don't focus on it too heavily. But yeah, it just feels like they're just trying to be like, hey, me too, guys, you know? Yeah, okay. It's, yeah. It's fine, you're done anyways, you know? And that that's part of my problem with this movie. And I think people were curious about why it's doing so poorly in the theaters. And they're, it's it definitely not that Ezra Miller is in it. Yeah, most people, people don't clearly care. don't give a shit. Yeah, but I I think it's it has a lot more to do with the fact that they already announced that this movie is irrelevant to the future of the DCEU. Mm-hmm. They they already kind of like killed it before it came out. A lot of ways. And and who and, cares? Like I don't think a lot of these DC characters have a lot of heat on them. Yeah. Yeah, they. It's like I feel like they didn't even need to say it's not. It's like not going to matter. They could have just kept going, and people would be like, "Oh, this is what we're doing now." Okay, whatever. Yeah, but, I think uh, it's lose lose either way with yeah. the situation they're in. I, yeah. And it, you just market this as like, "Hey guys, it's a fucking like fun time." Like, because I we've talked before using Punisher Warzone as an example of like, hey, just give us like comic book movies that aren't origin stories and just blast us in the middle of some story for a hero and that's cool. And I think yeah. if you look at The Flash like that, that's perfectly valid and probably works and that's good, you know, like, and I haven't seen it obviously, so how much does it kind of allude to a future yeah so i mean ultimately with the ending of the movie it doesn't really go into any sort of great detail of like things are different Mm -hmm. it it kind of just like gives you a a small glimpse of how some things might be different but those differences are definitely not going to be relevant in whatever they do for the future movies like they, mm. they show other characters in this that you know aren't going to be the characters when they do a new Justice League or something and stuff like that. So if anything, it's just showing like anyone can play the guy. Yeah. You know, so so if it's another guy later, it's going to be fine, guys. Don't freak out. You know? Yeah. Uh, Based on yeah. I mean, I've heard more good things from people I trust. Uh-huh. Than, than bad so it makes me want to see it now um, I would say like of DC movies I would put it in the top tier of those movies I wouldn't say it's like the best but you know with like the newest Suicide Squad being probably the best one yeah I would definitely put it right under that uh, yeah yeah and like I don't care about the Flash but given yeah. it sounds interesting just yeah. The the and Michael Keaton feedback, yeah. So and the Ezra Miller there. stuff, I mean like I just ordered the Johnny Depp signature Gibson guitar, so who am I to <laughs> who am I to talk? It comes with a bottle of cologne. Um so <laughs> Oh shit. Only seventy five hundred dollars, so it's actually kind oh, of a really? steal. Yeah. So seventy nine hundred dollars. Five hundred seventy five hundred that's like seven bottles of wine for him, right? Yeah, uh, that he yeah. drinks in the morning, according yeah, to tapes seven. that we've seen. Um, but yes. Uh, anyways, that's the Flash. Yeah. Not bad. All right, what else do we got to talk about? Let's give them yeah. something to. What if our song what? was "Let's give them movies to talk about"? <laughs> Have you watched anything lately? I watched a couple things. Did you have anything? I think there was one more thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one other thing I wanted to talk about was just real quick. um, Eric Andre, season six. Yes. Just started. Uh, I've seen the first four episodes out of six so far. They are just as great as they've always been. The prank Um, talk show. 
Yes. Yeah. The, his talk show where he interstitches pranks he does on the streets of New York and basically acts like a psychopath. There are some really good bits in this uh, in this season. Some great interviews. John Hamm, he interviews. That was really funny. He interviews Chuck Liddell. That <laughs> nice. was a great interview. He interviews Chuck Liddell and asks uh, how he feels about the uh, COVID vaccine. And <laughs> as Chuck Liddell is trying to explain that he respects everyone's opinion, uh, they they tell him, well, we have someone out here to give you the vaccine right now. Uh, and he, uh, he refuses to take it. Oh, that's so funny. And yeah, it's it's great. It's really fun. Yeah, so just so many laughs, and uh, I'm glad it's back. Awesome. Uh, check that out. Where's that at? So, so that's on Adult Swim, but I believe you can watch it on adultswim.com. They let you stream the show. Cool. Uh, if, you, if you get there before a certain time, like after a certain amount of weeks, they'll like block off certain episodes. But if you if you check now, it should be. Awesome. Uh, and I'll do a quick shout out to a show I think I've talked about so far this year as the new season has come out, but that is the other two on HBO Max. Oh, sick. Season yeah. three is out. I've been watching that consistently. It is, you know, one of the, I'd say the funniest shows, like straight up jokey, 30 rock uh, style and quality show that's out right now. Um, I think it's probably, I would say it's the, the funniest show, you know, there are other sitcoms that are out right now, like Abbott elementary. I think it's hilarious. Um, but the other two is like the much funnier show. So if you're like a comedy nerd, you love 30 rock and like high jokes per minute shows. Uh It is it. Um, if you want to, I think it's also the uh, most real depiction of the entertainment industry as well that you'll get like even shows about the entertainment industry, like a a dramatic ones that are about Uh it aren't as real as this show is with the entertainment industry. So um, if you watch it, if you're in the entertainment industry or adjacent, watch it because you will just be laughing at how true it is. And if you're not and you don't know that world, just as you watch it, know that they're not really being that hyperbolic about anything. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. very that close. hell is real. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, that's on HBO Max. I've also started rewatching the first season as well again because I've been enjoying this third season so much. Um, so go check it out. You could start from season one and go on or start at any point and you'll want to go back that's the other two and that'll bring us to extraction two should we talk our feature review of our new friend chris hemsworth's movie extraction two (laughs) yeah let's go all right so this is the follow-up to netflix's original extraction starring uh chris hemsworth a story about um, a special agent who tries to rescue a boy and dies at the end. Or does he? Uh, So this repeats the formula. Uh, This is, uh, like we said, starring Chris Hemsworth. A high action movie. I think it has some of the top uh, John Wick adjacent, if not directly related, stunt coordinators. Uh, and the Rousseaus, uh, who I kind of hate the Rousseaus. They did a lot of, they did an Infinity War and Endgame and a bunch of other Marvel stuff. But they talk a lot about AI and stuff in interviews where they're like, in the future, people can be the Hulk and write their own movies with their mind that AI will create. And you're just like, fuck off. <laughs> and they've made some dog shit stuff like Grey well, Man. Well, I mean, wait, uh, Red, Red Man? Gray man. Gray man. Gray. Oh, the gray man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Redman. Eddie Redman. <laughs> they made him. Okay. 
Yeah, they they all uh, queenie pied, and then the mattress gave birth <laughs> to Eddie Redmayne. They um, did make the gray man, yeah. But anyways, the Russos, one of the Russos wrote it. Um, hey, you know, they did community too, though. So. They did, yeah. Dude, that's the thing is, like, they've done some really great stuff, but then they have fucking shithole opinions, and then some of their work feels... You can hear my dog, sorry about that. Uh, Pinky. No problem. Yeah. Hey, you know, they also did Happy Endings also, which is yeah. a really, really good show. Yeah, so, like, it sucks to talk shit about them because I think they do really good stuff, but the the uh, dog shit they've done feels almost like it's they're dipping their toes in AI stuff and, like, really yeah. disposable well, I, you know, shit. Because now that you say that, The Gray Man was definitely made by AI. Yeah. Like, that movie for sure. If there's a movie made by AI... And some Netflix algorithm AI. I hate it. It's fucking so much. the Gray Man. It pisses me off just thinking about Gray Man. So let's get to Extraction 2. We both loved Extraction 1, thought it was great action. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of Extraction 2? Uh, I, again, loved this movie for the, the great action scenes. Um, I just think. The story in the first one was lighter, but then they they tried to do a little bit more story in this movie. But I feel like the uh, the subplot with like the kid was like too mm-hmm. obnoxious. Yeah, too... because the first one is super yeah, okay. simple. When you say lighter, yeah. you mean it's more lean, not necessarily yeah. like lighter in tone. In that, he just has a relationship with a boy that he's saving, and I don't mean a sexual one. Everyone's like, we didn't think that. We didn't think that at all. Um, but, it, you know, he saves the, is rescuing the boy, forms a relationship with him uh, that is at odds with his dead child, you know, that yeah. the mistake he's made. And that's about it. There's stuff with, like, David Harbour. Um, but that's, that's all, like, doesn't even need to be, that's not the story. While you're right, this one definitely adds a couple different like subplots and layers to it. Yeah, so so regardless of that, all the action is excellent and I just appreciate that Netflix can make an action movie like this because the action is very clean and clear, you know, they're an inventive simulated single takes with yeah very creative ways of killing people where he's like using his environment to destroy people's heads and and decapitate them Mm -hmm. or smash their heads in. And it's like, it's just very fun and uh, kinetic in a way that, yeah. Gray man. It's it's like a treat. Yeah. That gray man is nowhere near. Yeah. Well, like gray man actively makes choices to make the action less interesting that yeah. you're like, why did you even like do that? <laughs> um, while this movie, it, it is it's it's insane that they're produced by the same uh, essentially studio in Netflix. Yeah, yeah, Chris Hemsworth just um, a great action movie star. Clearly, he's do uh, mm-hmm. a lot of this very felt very solid Snake esque. There's lots of CQC style combat yeah. with like knives and judo and jujitsu and uh, switching weapons a lot often, depending on like the range of your, your enemy or your opponent and stuff like that. Just a lot of like fun, interesting stuff. Yeah. It's always then, funny with these movies. Like they're so confidently great at this, like even him and his two partners that yeah. you know they're like uh, it's just a job right everything is just oh, oh it's just a job but they're going and doing these like increase fighting armies yeah. and just assuming oh it this is no different than like if i was a checker at the grocery store i'll just check these customers out it's it's not <laughs> yeah. it's not hard it's gonna be a breeze i know it's gonna be a yeah it, it just is what it is uh, when you're yeah. like, dude, out of the armies they face, there's got to be at least a couple guys who are like striving to be great and are as great as these people <laughs> and can get one shot on them. 
but uh, that's that's the joy of the genre is mm-hmm. just the these people being just amazing and you believe it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so how did how did you feel about it? Um. So yeah, the action is great. The it it was a while into the prison scene that I was like, wait, no, this is a oneer, a one shot, uh-huh. and I'm not realizing it. Uh, and then I went back and started from the beginning uh, and was like, oh, this is crazy. And of course, it's not a real one shot. It's, right. you know, stitched. But uh, I don't think that takes away from, oh, I mean, a lot of those sequences are not stitched together. They are long done sequences uh, that are any of the one shots. But um, I felt like this had a little too much story. Mm-hmm. that I didn't necessarily care for that just slowed it down. They were the moments where I kind of like tuned out, which I think you need a little bit of rest with the intensity that the, a movie like this is with the action scenes. Yeah. You do need those restful moments, but for me, like his recovery and uh, finding out how he came back from the dead, I actually didn't really need that. Like already uh-huh. when you announce a sequel to this movie and not even that, I, the post credit scene of the first movie shows that he's alive. <laughs> yeah. We didn't need to know how or that he's alive again. It could have been one line where they're like, we brought you back from the dead. We can't do it again. You know, and I don't uh-huh. need to know it. Like, I feel like the audience already by virtue of it being a sequel and having the post credit sequence are like, yeah, he's back. Let, He's back, and that's the right choice because we want to see him kick ass. And the only reason you would do otherwise is if his disability and his injuries affect him in the movie. And they don't. And we don't want them to anyway because we want to see him kick ass at 100%. So I Uh don't know why we need the first 20 minutes of the movie um, I think some of the stuff in that 20 minutes is, is really nice and pays off, but we don't need all of it. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't think any of that worked. Yeah. Cause I mean, ultimately it seems like it's this training montage of him getting better, but it seems like he got better in like two weeks. And it was literally two weeks. Yeah. Cause he's like, we're leaving and in three like, weeks. So yeah. He's... And it's like, listen, you can't, come back from an injury where you need physical therapy that short yeah and if you can we don't need to see it yeah because it's already so fantastical yeah like it would have been more interesting if you know how he his one arm is really fucked up Uh okay make that arm permanently fucked up now let's see the movie where he's as badass as the first one but he only has one arm like yeah. that's why you give them those injuries that they have to work to work out of because it actually affects them. This is just like we're it's it's getting back to point zero from a negative. You know, like we're we're nowhere farther than we needed to be narratively. So I thought some of that stuff was um, annoying and there's also some slowdown in the the middle of the movie too just because they're juggling the the son character with him with chris hemsworth's character and all that um that i felt the movie got a little slow but that being said i don't think it bothers me as much as the beginning of the movie because you do need to rest and process what you just saw in the heavy action scenes yeah. Um, so I, it was kind of nice to have those breaks. Um, but I mean, even these knocks on it, the action scenes are really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Even if some of them feel like a video game, like yeah, infallible like video it. game. The train scene is really fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's moments of that that just feel like okay, this guy's just, like, not getting hit. Like, uh-huh. you you can't have a, a helicopter spray you with bullets and, like, never hit you. Like, Yeah, and, and taking cover in a way that's not, you're not taking cover. Yeah. He just, like, stands to the side, and you're like, you're standing just to the side is not going to take cover from a fucking 
mini gun. Yeah. So th- there was some of that that I was like, ah, you know what? I'm kind of missing the peril in these situations. But, I mean, even then, it's like, it's a trade-off because it's super badass that it's okay that it's not perilous. Um, there is a Yeah, because the, uh, the prison fight scene, I thought, was excellent, right? Yeah, and that's perilous, too. You're like, oh, shit, he yeah. could get fucked up at any moment. And he is at times. Yeah. And okay, so uh, let's. So overall, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Um, let's get into spoilers. I think okay. what's great about this is you were talking about like the badass action scenes and stuff. He punches somebody with a flaming fist. Yeah. Like, or beats up a bunch of people with a flaming fist. And I love how this movie is just like, okay, what would be cool? Okay, what if he had a flaming fist? Okay, well, how does his fist get flaming? He doesn't have magical powers. How about someone throws a Molotov cocktail at him and he punches it and blocks it, <laughs> and then that makes it. And yeah. let's make that all part of a one-shot. Yeah. You know, like, so, you're, okay, you guys are really giving us the goods here. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. And so, like, the the scene where he he kills that one guy with like the barbell or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He just smashes a dude in the face with one. That was sick. I did that at planet fitness the other day. (laughs) Um, the other guy, he like kicks his head down into a treadmill and the guy like, Oh, that's a great kill. Excellent. Oh, that, that reminds me. I had a notebook where I wrote a couple thoughts down that I think we've mostly covered, but one of them was treadmill kill. (laughs) Yeah, I remember because that yeah, one, cause that one and then there was another like weightlifting machine that like slid down to crush someone's head mm-hmm. too, right in that yeah s- that spot. It was like a leg press um, machine or something. I forget oh, what it was. You know what I want to talk about is the brother character, the the main girl agent, her brother. Yes, was like I could not. Was he in the first movie, dude? So he was so little or not in the first movie. Uh huh. That in this movie, I was like, wait, is that the boy that he saved? Right. At one point, I was wondering yeah. if that was what it was. But I also... Uh, then, <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, it just I was like, okay, so at the beginning, they show him, and I'm like, oh, so he's the guy who's going to die in this movie? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, right? Which is like, it's not like it's some big secret, but it's just funny to to see that they like shoe in a character that was probably in the first one, barely any. You're like... Well, someone needs to die, so I guess sure, yeah. We'll spring this Have guy. it be him. Yeah, I remember telling my wife while watching it before he died, I think we were like three quarters or halfway in, I was like, Oh, you know, that guy's gonna die because he gave him a shirt. Right? Like, like <laughs> And you know what you would know he wouldn't die if he never gave Chris Hemsworth the shirt and but he'd oh. promised it. Because he would be close to death and he'd be like, I can't die. I still got to give you that shirt. And then at the end, he'd be healed and he would give Chris Hemsworth the shirt. But the fact that he did mail him the shirt already in the first (laughs) act, you're like, you're dead, dude. Fuck, you should never have sent him the shirt. Uh, Uh, And I love when action movies like this do that. And John Wick does this. I, I don't think he was in the first movie because it's a John Wick move. And John Wick... You introduce characters in sequel films, and the main character is like, yeah, I've known you forever. And everyone in the audience is like, okay, great, because we don't need to do bullshit meeting stuff. <laughs> we could just get, they get to be themselves. Um, so I don't think he was in the first one. It's just like one of those things like, oh, yeah, of it, course he knows so, him and loves him. Uh-huh. Well, for the record, it does say that he was no. in the first one. No, <laughs> but cut this part. I'm looking at top cast, and I don't see him on the top cast. It's like in the background so, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing about it is, as far as a franchise, I actually don't think this Tyler character is that interesting of a character. I mean, and it, huh. like Chris Hemsworth does great in in he's doing amazing action 
And two, yeah. he's got the natural charisma for you to want to follow him as a character. But like when you were saying it's like Solid Snake, you were talking more about the combat, uh, obviously. But like it makes me think as a character, if they said Extraction 3 is starring someone else, but it's from the same team that made 1 and 2, I'm still interested. I'm not thinking yeah. like, oh, but what about, you know, what's his name? You know, like Escape from New York 2, but it's not Snake Plissken. This other guy, I'm thinking. All right, this might be stupid. So, I yeah, like it's uh, instead of uh, Solid Snake, it's Raiden. <laughs> we all know how right. that goes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I just feel like I wish he was more of a a character. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Because he is. It, that's why it feels so video game, right? Is because it's like. He is just the protagonist of like mm-hmm. I need to do be the good guy and save everyone. I have past that I'm ashamed of, and I want to be a good, better person. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, which, yeah, just makes me more excited for the team of people in it uh, than the main character. Um, which is sometimes doesn't work out in Hollywood as they take the wrong lesson and think, oh, it's this Tyler Ray character. Let's make him in another movie that has less action. You know. Yeah, well, like, no. uh, was it Idris Elba in this movie? Which I oh, yeah, know was gonna why? Be well, it's so weird. But was it him that was like, uh, oh, Rake? I like that name, and I'm like, why? It's just yeah. It's not Bond it's like, or like whatever. It doesn't it's, sound great. It doesn't sound great. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, I couldn't really tell you what <laughs> Tyler Rake's character is. He's a master chief, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, but Idris Elba definitely works for Mister Nobody, right? Oh yeah, I was getting some like <laughs> uh, Ryan Reynolds vibe too with uh, Hobbs and Shaw, which Idris Elba also was <laughs> oh, in. Yeah. It made me yeah, think, like, oh, true. is this just Idris Elba's character from Hobbs and Shaw? And then we'll see <laughs> uh, Chris Hemsworth in the Fast universe. We won't. I can guarantee that because it's ending with Momoa. Well, what if, but... um, what if uh, Netflix decides to make a sequel? But I, obviously Chris Hemsworth said he doesn't. he's going to, like, take a break from acting. Yeah, because of his... Uh, yeah. Is it's like Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's uh, possibility. Possibility, yeah. So he's gonna walk away from the franchise, a Netflix franchise. Who's there to to pick up the mantle for a Netflix franchise? Liam Hemsworth. Oh who's my gonna be, god. Who's gonna be the new Witcher once uh what's his name leaves? He said or they already said that. Yeah, you know what? So like, what if he just took up the mantle of both these Netflix franchises? It sucks that. Liam Hemsworth just doesn't have it. <laughs> you know, like, I actually think uh. <laughs> it's Chris at the top, obviously. But then his yeah. Westworld brother mm-hmm. is second. Westworld Hemsworth. Yeah, second. which we it, yeah. we don't need to know his name. But Westworld <laughs> yeah. Hemsworth. And then Liam, I think, is at the bottom. Like, it, what is what is it? Liam versus uh, Army Hammer. Those are the uh-huh. same guy, <laughs> except one of them's a cannibal. <laughs> like, do, do you know how happy Liam Hemsworth was when Army Hammer got canceled for being a oh, cannibal? Yeah. Liam was so yeah. happy. And we were also really introduced to Liam Hemsworth by him being a cuckold on Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he just... I don't think we know where to put Liam Hemsworth because he's not funny. And Chris Hemsworth is funny. In uh, Ghostbusters, yeah. he's funny. And he's not even, like, badass in that movie. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like one of those, oh, he's funny for a badass guy. No, he's just, he can do comedy. Liam isn't. And Liam isn't as fucking, like, heroic and buff as Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> so you're like, True. dude, you're kind of nothing 
which might not be a big deal, but your brother is fucking the <laughs> top dude. Yeah, he's he's popping off on every facet of the spectrum. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. And then of course, like the other Westworld Hemsworth is like, I'm not even trying to be that. I'm yeah. I'm a Donnie Wahlberg. He has he has his he found his niche. Is Chris Hems is uh, Westworld Hemsworth a Donnie Wahlberg? <laughs> he's he's also he's a Westworld Hemsworth Wahlberg. That's his full name. <laughs> Hyphenated. Uh, uh, but yeah, Liam. I, I don't know. Um, I feel bad for the guy. <laughs> uh, well, hey, you know he's gonna be the Witcher, so maybe. Uh... He do can you know prove something to us. Do you know how bad that's going to go? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's funny because I feel like they announced it and everyone was like, "Fuck off, just don't do another season." Yeah, just the core fans. More. Yeah. The core fans of the Witcher series are not going to like it, and then that <laughs> leaves fans of Liam Hemsworth, which I hate to tell you there's <laughs> there can't be a lot of them. Yeah, it's it's not great, yeah. but the, I don't know why we're talking about Liam Emsworth, uh, <laughs> other than the idea that uh, Extraction Three could star him. But uh, you know, Chris Emsworth is great with comedy. Let's let him do the Arnold Schwarzenegger route of like Kindergarten Cop. Let's do a sequel. He would be so fucking good in Chris those. Hemsworth. Yeah, okay. I'm preschool police bloke <laughs> that's way better than kindergarten cop in so many ways first grade fascist he's like saving the kids from giant spiders and shit and kangaroos he not he punches a kangaroo in the face blimey steal a kid uh but yeah any other thoughts about extraction too um, no, other than great fucking Netflix movie. Cool that I got to just watch it immediately when it comes out at home. Yeah, like, it's kind of been a, I feel like it's been a while since, like, a Netflix movie felt like, like, a good time over the weekend. Like, can uh, you remember when the last one was? Yeah, uh. And it, it's not, it's not like it's never been that. Yeah. Either. Like, we've had, especially on this show, reviews that was a Netflix movie and we're like, yeah, that was really fucking cool. Or maybe I'm thinking of other streaming <laughs> services <laughs> like Prey, like with Hulu. I don't know. Yeah, I was just trying to, like, look real quick to see if I could find any, but <clears throat> off the top of my list, I don't Let's see. Well, there has to have been someone, <laughs> one of them. Like but, White Noise was like one of the the last like Netflix movies. Oh god, that, ne that wasn't great. It's been it's a just, while. Yeah, it, I'm. Yeah. It has been a while since it was pre twenty twenty three. Yeah, it was pre twenty twenty three since we've had like a fun Netflix movie time. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. I might just be thinking streaming in general, but. Everybody like Prey was supposed to come out in theaters, but they uh -huh. released it on streaming. So I think a lot of like the great movies that have come out in streaming, in retrospect, were mistakes and like not made for streaming. Yeah, which is really interesting. But I w before I fully commit to that, I will consult my lawyer. <laughs> Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> Does he have a British accent or Australian accent? What is going on? Um, all right. So that's that's it for Extraction 2. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you guys for listening. What else is coming up in the coming weeks, Chris? Uh, yeah, so some exciting stuff. Uh, what's up? I, I just wanted to say uh, people don't know this, but... Chris and I don't live close, but he's going to be here this weekend. 
That is pretty crazy. So who knows what could happen? I'm, I'm gonna try to get you to see the Flash uh, this weekend. I think. Yeah, you'll see it a second time. Yeah, I, okay. I will because I know that everyone else I'm going, I'm coming with, haven't seen it yet. Also, so. Well, we'll see. But what else is coming out? Uh, but yeah, so this week, tomorrow, uh, Marvel's Secret Invasion. Oh, the show! Out yeah, onto Disney Plus. Um, and then Thursday, all of season two of The Bear comes out. On Hulu. Oh damn, that's crazy. That is crazy. I, I just I, I did that show in like three to four episode chunks. Because I yeah. liked it so much when it came out. I yeah, wonder what will happen um, with that. Because, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've had less time this year than in previous mm. times of the show to watch stuff in general. Especially okay. as it got deeper in the year. Uh, even on weekends for my weekend binges when I'll usually game and just like watch a shit ton of show and stuff like that. Um, so we'll see if I can get through it like that. I would really like to. Okay, yeah. Um, and then Friday, we got Asteroid City, the new Wes Anderson movie. Okay, so I'm not a Wes Anderson fan. I'm a bit of a hater on him. Just kind of uh-huh. like never that excited about his projects. I'm excited for Asteroid City. Yeah, it, it looks uh, it looks fun. I definitely want to catch that. Uh, and then also the Jennifer Lawrence R-rated comedy, No Hard Feelings. Oh, so I have not been excited for a comedy like I have that this one in a while. Is it because you heard that there's a full frontal nude scene? Yes. Um, for her in this movie? Okay, so I'm actually not going to tell the story on air. <laughs> <Never mind>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think... Uh, I don't know. I like a horny comedy, first off. Uh-huh. But I don't think that's just it. I don't know what... It, like, Jennifer Lawrence, I think, is genuinely funny. Yeah. And um, I think it is... I think I do like a horny comedy, but like a lewd comedy. Right. You know? So, what is the one with James Marsden that we love? And uh, Sex Drive? Sex Drive, yeah. Like, Sex Drive yeah. is amazingly funny. I'm sure we'd watch it now and we'd be like, oh my god, why did we think this yeah, was Yeah, well, one? do you remember in uh, <coughs> in Jury Duty, he has him sign a copy of Sex Drive. Yeah, I was like, so hyped off I that. would get cancelled for this nowadays. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if someone saw this. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, Alright, cool. <laughs> well, yeah. um... I do want to see the blackening in theaters too. Before yeah, I really wanted to see that this weekend. Oh, that actually that reminds me. Fuck, I forgot to even say, I went to see the Flash this weekend, and when I got there, or friends got there before me, and they were like, "Oh, they canceled the sh- the showing because I think there wasn't enough people or something." Mm-hmm. And so we had to go to another theater to see it like later instead. Wow, that was pretty. Anyway, that's stupid. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I want to see that movie. We'll see if I can get some time. But uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Should be interesting. We'll uh, keep you posted. You can hit him up at Rebirth Project on Twitter. Me at Joe Cabello on Twitter. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.